Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Brewed Up and Spit Out podcast. I am your host, as always, Justin Wojo Wojohowitz, along with my co-host in a very festive attire. I am Scott Big Friction Stone, a.k.a. Santa Claus. This today. man is dressed up as Santa Claus, and we just had a minor disaster happen. We tried to, we opened the beer before the podcast for posterity. And, and it exploded. It, both of them. Both of them. Everywhere. We, they weren't even like that opened. It was weird. And they weren't shaking either. Yeah. So, and we've been sitting down here for 10, 15 minutes just shooting the shit. Yeah. So this beer is haunted, and I don't know if I appreciate that. It's it's, a, it's supposed to be a Christmas beer. What actually is it? It is Winter Solstice Seasonal Ale, which the Winter Solstice was last night. Oh, no. That's why we didn't drink that's it. That's why. We should, I think that was the expiration day. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just combusted. Yeah. So. And this is from Anderson Valley, who we've had before. And I think it was a beer that we quite enjoyed. Yes, it was a beer that uh, you particularly enjoyed. It was one of those so, uh, sour beers. Our, our mysterious benefactor who buys our, our beer for the show. The mysterious benefactor. Uh, A.K.A. Max. Uh, he uh, he picked this one out specifically for you. Oh, so This one or the last one? No, this one specifically because well, he heard you like the last one. It, so It's a rough start, Max. So it's we're going to see how it goes. It's a real rough start. No fault of your own. Unless, you know, you shook it up before you gave it to us. If, if Which, that's, if that's case, true, we know where you live. That's a dick move, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not appreciative of it. But let's take a sip. I mean, let's try it. I mean, that's what the beer it's, is It's all over my hands. I could just lick my hands like a cat. I mean, you could. Oh, God. It's still sticky. Hmm. What does this taste like? I feel like this tastes like something else. My my unrefined palate is like bringing me somewhere. Going in for a second sip. Yeah, because you're right. It does taste familiar. The thing is, though, it's definitely a seasonal because I am getting winter out of this. <laughs> it tastes like winter. It tastes like winter. It tastes like outside right now in the melted, yeah, um, muddy ground. Let's see if I can. If there's any ingredients on here that I recognize, if there even are any on the can. Yeah, I don't like how it just says the the flavoring is ale with natural flavor added. Like that's its that's its like tagline. It's I don't uh, know how I feel about it. Maybe that's what it tastes like. Maybe it tastes it like tastes natural like flavor. It tastes that's, like nature, and maybe that's what I uh, I recognize. I'm getting PTSD it. from pinecone beer. Oh no, I'm not gonna lie. It's fine. Don't worry. It's I, bringing me back to pinecone ale or pinecone beer. Well, I can say this: that even if we do not know what's in this, uh, Anderson Valley is apparently a solar powered brewery. I can appreciate that. I can respect points that. for points for solar points power. deducted for beer explosion. Points added for solar power. Yeah. So I think we're at a wash for for the. Uh, so I think we're at an even start there. We're, we're, probably, where we probably should be. We're back to zero. But if you're listening to this, which I hope you are, which, it's almost Christmas time. If you are listening, if you aren't listening to this, I don't know how you know anything we just said. Which is true. That's very true. But if you are listening to this, Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. I would say Happy New Year, but I think we'll have another episode out unless you dog me again. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I, w- I was ready last week. We had a COVID scare. We had a COVID scare. That wasn't really a scare. It wasn't really a scare. It wasn't really anything. But we're fine. Everyone's always were. fine. We're always, always fine were. here. So, Scott, being as it's Christmas, why don't we do like a little Christmas theme episode? So why don't we do something like, I don't know. Like naughty and nice lists. You know, you always want to be on the nice list. You never want to be on the naughty list. But unfortunately, there's always going to be people and teams and things like that that end up on the naughty list. Do you have anybody that you want to put on the naughty list right away? Well, right away, as far as the naughty list goes, I'm going to have to put 
Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, no. The TikTok star. The, the viral sensation. The TikTok The maniac. viral sensation who seems to be more concerned about his TikTok career than his football career. Because, I, I don't know, he's had this thing where the last few weeks he records himself on, the, uh, on midfield just dancing. And I think the Bengals last night took offense to that. They did. They seemed very angry. They laid that man out. And it was a fumble too. It was a and big, it was a fumble. It was, it was a, a big huge part of the play. Game. It was it was a big momentum turn right there. So they everybody on the team said that's what gave them energy. Which, by the way, in case you didn't know, the Bengals upset the Steelers. Which at this point, I don't even know if it's that much of an upset because I'm not very high on the Steelers. I st- it's still an upset though. You got your like 17th string quarterback in your second string running back. Your offensive line is a turnstile. So the true underdog story. The, tr- the dodgeball. True under- the true underdog. The biggest story. underdog story since dodgeball. But I think Juju needs to focus more on, you know, holding on to the ball and f- like field presence awareness, like knowing where he's at, so he's not going to get murdered as soon as he comes down. Like he was, he had three catches last night. For someone of his caliber, his supposed caliber. He has been inconsistent all season. He's been rough since uh, Antonio Brown left. Yeah. Last so, year was all right, but now they've added other guys. It just, that offense as a whole just seems like so off. It Right now, it really is. I think, like, it, I think it has to do with, with Big Ben more than anybody else. It, it, he just, he's getting old. It's it's Is it time to replace him? I mean, you got to think about it. The, the rest of the team is right there. You know, you don't, the worst thing to have happen is to have a, a good team and not have a quarterback at the helm. Like, I, I liken that to like the Colts, like last year. Jacoby Brissett's fine, but does anybody think Jacoby Brissett's going to lead anybody no. to a championship? The rest of no. their team was is hyper talented. Even with Rivers, he's only okay. But look how much better they are with Philip Rivers than they are, were with Brissett. Absolutely, and Absolutely. they have almost the same team there from last year. Mm-hmm. Like such a major difference. So uh, who's on your naughty list, my man? Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is out here throwing hundred dollar bills at strippers. Without a mask on, right after they played, my man, what are you doing? You you have you got benched for Alex Smith. We got benched for Kyle Allen before that, which is awful. And then Alex Smith, the the war hero that he is, comes in, gets hurt. You finally get a chance to start again, and he didn't. Admittedly, didn't play terrible against Seattle. He was like not very gr- not great, but he was all right. But like the last thing you want to do when you are. A former first-round pick trying to fight for your job back is bring negative attention to yourself like this. And everybody's got a phone these days. Everybody's got a camera. Like, what are you doing? You have to be smarter than that. Just go home. Go home. Fucking relax. Just go home and chill out. Why do you got to go to a strip club after a game? What was he he celebrating? They didn't win. They didn't win. They didn't win. Like They didn't win. And you're going back to the bench next week. And now the Redskins have to seriously think about, or sorry, the football team, have to think about whether it's even worth keeping like you around for, a and, and, and that's like if that. uh, the NFL itself doesn't come down and punish him because that they've been really strict about their COVID regulations. They're going to hurt his wallet. They're going to, if nothing else, yeah. So uh, to to have like your quote unquote like I won't call him a star quarterback for your team, but he Ew. is the only quarterback on your team. He's right the now only person healthy. that could play quarterback right so, now. So to have what is the face of your team at present out in the strip club? Without a mask on, right after you lose, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why are you the way that you are? Yeah, stop it. Just stop it. Get some help. Get some help. Get somebody. Like you got all this money, pay somebody to just tell you stuff is bad ideas. Like, just I'll do it. Dwayne Haskins, if you need somebody to do that, call me. Yo, just and, 
go online and watch videos of a stripper. Yeah. Yeah, from the it's safety free. of your house. It's free. Yeah. That's just free. That's just free money. It's free. It's yeah, you save your money and and you don't get COVID. It's yeah. it's good. It's a good time all around. Do you have anybody you want to put on your nice list? Uh I am going to put the entire New York Jets football team on my nice oh, list. Oh, that's so nice. And I'm I'm sure that a lot of Jets fans are completely heartbroken by this right now. In shambles. They are inconsolable. But the players on that team, they have to be ecstatic. They don't care about who comes there next year. They don't want to be a laughing stock. They don't want to finish among the only other unbeaten team like un sorry, the only defeated teams in the league. It's a it's a very bad black mark on your record if that happens. And these guys have too much pride. And it was good to see them finally put it all together and do something with it. And it was also the most Jets thing ever to jet them way themselves out of getting Trevor Lawrence. So the Jets, the Jets make my nice list for that alone. It made me chuckle, gave me a a hearty chuckle. I'm I'm gonna put the Jets on my naughty list because what the fuck are you doing? This is the com- This is my common theme. Like the hardest part about tanking is at the end of the day, you are professional athletes and. You will be judged and ultimately decided if you're going to be kept in the league next year based on what you put on tape and the product you put on the field. So I understand that tanking from a player perspective is impossible. No one goes along with tanking. That's why, like, to tank effectively, like the Sixers did, trade all your players who are any good and bring up guys from, like, the minors to play. That's the only way you can do it effectively. But the Jets as an organization, not the players, as an organization, you're on the naughty list. Because what are you doing? Well, yeah, what, what are you, you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You even had Greg Williams sacrifice himself. <laughs> he threw himself on a landmine well, to get look. you to get you a lost out of the grasp <laughs> of victory. Yeah, that was a uh, very questionable. Which look, that's why I don't think he was throwing quote unquote. Yeah, well, I, I like, understand. He's that. trying to keep his job. He obviously but lost like, it for doing that, but. <laughs> But you know the uh, the owners were upstairs going, yeah, that's the guy that's right the there. Guy. They probably gave him a they nice slid him like a stack under the yeah, table. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the way out, here you go. Thanks for your uh, th- for, your, for your service, sir. Yeah, like, we'll see you on the see you on the flip uh, side. But no, I mean after they almost beat the Raiders, it was good to see them finally pull it together. And Sam Darnold actually looked pretty good. So who knows? The thing is, the, the question becomes now: If you're the Jets, do you go for Justin Fields or do you no. try to build around Sam Darnold? The Jets are actually the this actually. As crazy as it sounds, this is not the worst case scenario for everybody. This is obviously the best case scenario for the Jaguars because the Jaguars are in such desperate need of a quarterback. Even if they were at two, they had to take somebody, which you could consider anybody at two as a quarterback or reach in this draft. I don't think there's a guy you can say like he's like um like a Carson Wentz in the draft that he came out with golf where you're like, Yeah, that guy's a pretty solid guy. Like I could see him going number two. Like I don't know, man. Fields did not look good against Northwestern the other like this week. Ohio last State is. I is, think they're fraudulent. Well, as they well. are fraudulent, and they're getting into the college football playoffs on big name on on the fact that they changed the rules specifically for them. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. I got some. I got some yeah, for him. Okay, I got some for him. But the Jaguars, they needed to take a quarterback. So one is perfect. The quarterback who everybody says is a consensus number one pick is going to be there. You take him. Easy. The Jets, they still might think they have the guy in Sam Darnold. And I don't know if they're necessarily wrong with that interpretation. He shows things sometimes where you think he's really he's, he could do it. But he needs some stability. He needs guys. He, need, he needs a team to build around him. 
He needs the same coach and coordinator for more than a season. He needs like guys to, to build with him. And I think that the Jets being number two, you have, you're in a great spot because you're either going to add a great player at number two, whether it be an offensive lineman or you know a defensive end or you know whoever, or you're going to trade that pick and you're going to add four or five picks to help build around him. So I think either way, I think the Jets are in a good spot. As long as they stay top two, I think they're in a good spot. Which I can't, I mean, I can't see them falling lower than that. No, I don't. With yeah. two games left in the season. No, I don't, so, I don't think so either. I mean, they, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll get the, they might, they could still get the top pick They back. could still. Yeah, they but, very, I mean, it's not a I guarantee. Think, I think if, if you're like the owner of the Jaguars, you, you're, yeah. you're sitting, you're telling everyone they're sitting. Like, yeah. Uh, James Robinson, you got to sit. Yeah. Anybody like, who's any good on the DJ Chark, you got to yeah, sit. Because that fell, the, the Trevor Lawrence, the one everyone is calling a once in a generational John Elway, Andrew Luck type quarterback, just fell into your lap. You got to hold it. You got to hold it for, it's two weeks. Yeah, it's just, two weeks. just make it happen. <laughs> like, just make it happen. And and I don't. I think they have a pretty decently hard schedule. I think they play they play the Colts in week seventeen, and I think they play the Bears this week. And the Bears aren't very yeah. good, but they're not they're not bad to the point where like I think you would have to like intentionally try to throw. Like I think if the if the Jaguars just play like they have all season, they're gonna probably lose that game. Yeah. So so I mean, I don't know. I'm rooting for the Jags. I think the Jags are a, a better young organization, and they're more exciting to watch right now. So to see them get a quality or Supposed quality quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. It's exciting. Supposed the quality. Well, look, I, I how many people have said that people are the next coming of whoever get to the NFL and then they don't make it? Not that often. There's there's so few guys who are like who you look at them and they're and everybody is a consensus that this guy's a slam dunk. Like the last guy I think of that people were like that with was Andrew Luck, and he was a pretty fucking good quarterback until his, he got concussions and had to drink out of a straw or eat out of a straw or whatever we'll see i just I said that the, i just know that way. the nfl is notorious for busts at quarterback so oh i agree with that but i think i think there's certain guys who you can just look at their body of work and how good they are and you can be like yeah i mean everybody has a chance to fizzle out but like there's certain guys you can look at and be like look, that guy's pretty good the only thing i see when i look at trevor lawrence is i see a great head of hair that i wish i had he's a he's a, yeah. he's a beautiful man he's a beautiful man he's a beautiful man no homo <laughs> he's a beautiful man though do you have any other naughties or nices you want to get at? Because uh, I got one, and it's it's e- it's been eating a hole inside of me for... Well, since it's eating a hole in you, All right, so let me have the floor. We were talking about it. The college football playoff committee. I don't like... You're all going on the naughty list, first of all, because... And I know you'll argue with me, and I'm not saying that... I'm not trying to make the case that small market teams and group of five teams are going to be able to compete with teams like Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I'm not trying to say that. What I am trying to say is they use, if you actually listen to what they say, their logic doesn't make any sense. They'll penalize group of five teams for questionable losses or they'll take away points from like wins. Like at the time, so the Raging Cajuns, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, they are ranked somewhere in the top. I think they're like 18 or 19 right now. They beat. They went to Iowa State, who was ranked number six until this last week. They were in the championship game against Oklahoma. They went into their home stadium, beat them by 17 points. Iowa State was ranked ahead of them all year. And the reason they were given for being ahead of them all year was Iowa State got better throughout the year. So, okay, so, so why is that a negative against the team that beat them early in the year? Like, they use, they use flawed reasoning for big teams versus small teams because at the end of the day they don't care who gets in they want four big teams to get in there 
which I get it. They want they want the big numbers on TV and everything. But don't we have fatigue of the same bottom couple teams getting in? Like Alabama, you can't make a case against them for being in. Clemson, I think you can't make a case against them to get in. But like Ohio State, they played six games. Ohio State should not be there. They played six games. Ohio State should not be there. They they literally changed the rules about whether it, Ohio State should be able to play in the Big Ten championship game just for Ohio State. They they said that you yeah. could not even be in it unless you had six games played. And they didn't. They didn't. They had five because they had to cancel because they started late and they had to cancel the Michigan game because of COVID. Now, and I don't know if you watched any of the Ohio State games this year. They didn't look particularly impressive no, when they did play they ranked looked, teams. They looked highly mediocre against Even Northwestern. In the, yeah, in the Big Ten Championship, they won, I think, 22-10 to 10 or something like that. But that game was really close until, like, it they was. pulled away at the very end. But that game until the very end was, like, they, Northwestern was up for almost three quarters. Yeah, and it was, it was just – Ohio State is one of those ones that do get in just off of prestige, just off a of name, when they really shouldn't. And I think – I mean, at least the way I see it, they're they're playing Clemson. I think they're going to get walloped. I think I agree. I, I would think, be very surprised if they don't. Yeah, if if they don't get like beat by like at least twenty points, I don't know what I'm going to think. Like, I'll admit that I was wrong, but I don't see it happening. There's no body of work for Ohio. State. No, and that's why it's frustrating. And I can understand why like a lot of the littler schools would be frustrated too when you do have teams that have played full seasons. And their wins are valued so much less than a team that barely played half a season. Yeah, and it's like, well, how do you penalize a team like Coastal Carolina that ended up beating two top 25 teams, which is the same amount of top 25 teams that Ohio State beat. And, you know, that BYU game was an instant classic this year, and they took it on three days' notice. Credit to both teams for that. I don't just give credit to Coastal for that. Credit to BYU for mm-hmm. taking that game. But how do you not, like, look at that and say... You know, this team deserves a shot. And the problem is now they get stuck with a lesser bowl. Like they get to play Liberty in the mortgage, FBC mortgage <laughs> cure bowl. Like that's a decent team. And and Florida who just got, you know, they they beat, they got beat by Alabama, They but they got beat by a shitty LSU team, an LSU team whose entire team opted out basically. Mm-hmm. Like how, why does a team like that with two losses get rewarded in a New Year's Day, or I'm sorry, they're not in a New Year's Day Bowl, but they're playing Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Like, you know how what a bowl like that would do for a small school, prestige-wise, money-wise? Helps with recruits. It helps with exa- everything. It helps yeah. with everything. And it helps the competitive balance. But the committee has shown they don't give a shit about that. Well, the, the problem is you have 130 or something teams. Like, I forget how many FBS There's a teams lot. are. There's a lot. There's over 100 teams fighting for four spots. And when you're playing... 10 game schedules like it's hard to get a judge of everybody which is why they really need to just expand the playoff i think an 18 playoff works i think if you have to take away like play a nine game season or whatever like then have an expanded playoff to get more of the teams in there just to see what they can do like Like, if, if they took every if they took every power five schools division or conference champion that's five teams the best group of five school champion six and then you could even do two at larges so that that's eight teams and the end result's going to be the same the end result's going to be you're going to get bama you're going to get clemson going up against each other but at least those small schools will get to put on that show on the national stage even if you get beat just being there just being in the dance that yeah. means a lot it does and it's it's one of those things where the that even before this like the college football playoffs before they were in playoffs everything 
about the college the way they settle a national championship in college football is just so top heavy and so like slanted towards it's a flawed system it's a very flawed system it's a flawed they system. made they made right steps when they made the playoff but for a four team it's not enough no and they're i think they're on the right track but i think at this point it's become broken it's become broken and it's a shame because i i have a soft spot for like small schools because my favorite college football memory of all time is when Boise State beat Oklahoma. Oh yeah, on that, that last second game. double or the the two point conversion with the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. play, like unbelievable. That's my favorite memory of college football ever, and we don't get to see that ever because they have a sick obsession with throwing mediocre SEC teams in solid bowls when they should be showcasing teams that earned undefeated seasons, even against lesser competition. Let them prove if they're worthy of that competition going forward. We'll never know because. Yeah, you don't I know. get to see him play. And the problem is a lot with the a problem for a lot of the littler schools too is they try to schedule out of conference or out of whatever games with the bigger schools. They won't touch them, but the bigger schools won't touch them because why would they risk it? They have nothing to gain. Why would why would especially after Oklahoma got beat by Boise State? Yeah, why would a team like you know Clemson or Notre Dame or Alabama? Why would they even risk playing a team like that? Yeah, you beat them. People say. Oh, you, you just, should have beat him. You beat yeah. a Mountain West team. Congratulations. Yeah. You lose to him. You lost to a Mountain West team. Yeah, it's like when uh, Michigan lost to Appalachian State. Like it's a death. It's a death sentence. Yeah. And and the thing too is they these big schools won't play. They won't go on the road to these teams. Like Ohio State won't go on the road to Cincinnati because Cincinnati's a tough ass place to play. Cincinnati always has a good team, but the smaller schools can't afford to say no. You're coming to us because Ohio State pays them out the ass to come play yeah. them. So it's a flawed system, but you're on the naughty list. Get better. Do better. Do better. Just do better. Get some help. Get some help. Just apply the same reasoning you use for Ohio State to Coastal Carolina and BYU and all these small schools. All right? That's all I ask. Be consistent. Just be consistent. Be consistent. What are your thoughts on this beer? Are they consistent with mine? It is. Well, I think I know your thoughts on this beer. I don't like anything. I I should never drink beer. I understand. But, uh. I don't know. It's it's definitely a good winter. Like I'm feeling very wintry. Like uh, this is a good seasonal. It could just be because you have a Santa costume on. I mean, aside from that, like I'm getting the flavor of winter, and it's hard to describe without knowing what's exactly in here. But it is a nice, like it is almost an IPA flavor. It's tastes very, like pine cone. It's very uh, piney, kind of like that. Like, but. I don't know the spice that's in there, like whatever is in here, the the blend for me is working. I, I obviously can tell it's not working so much for you. I'm a I'm a needy guy. I need my beer sour and fruity and girly. I understand. I'm not a big strong man. I can't help it. I understand. <laughs> I get it. Thanks. Get it. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence, sir. But we'll get back to that later. So, keeping with the Christmas themes. What do you think about like a Christmas list? Like what teams could possibly want on their Christmas list? Well, uh, in any sport, go with anything. I'm going to go with, uh, right now I am going to go with the, uh, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams and say that if they were to ask for a Christmas gift, it should be consistency. They have been one of the most wildly up and down inconsistent teams this whole season. And not just this whole season, but for the last few years too. It's been, they have the pieces there. When you have an offense that's got receivers like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup in there, 
You have a good rookie running back in K-Makers who's starting to take over, even though he got hurt at the end of the game. R.I.P. K-Makers. R.I.P. K-Makers. Jared Goff is either really good or really bad, and it, it baffles me how they how they can flip-flop so quickly between being good and being terrible. I think they're the – I don't want to say they're mediocre, but they are not as good as like the parts that make them up. I agree with that. So I would just love to see some consistency for if, like at least a few weeks. Give them a good playoff run at least. Like show me something. This team has got too many good players on it to be finishing the way they do. I agree with that. So I think they should win that division with the talent they have. But the Seahawks are the same though. They're the same. They're the other side of the same coin. Like they are wildly inconsistent. They play down to competition. They got beat by the Giants. They didn't look great against the football team. Like, you're supposed to be like the team. Like, you're supposed to, people thought you had the MVP. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Why did do, why does like why does Tyler Lockett like disappear for three games at a time? Like, he's too good for that. DK Metcalf, most of the time he's there, but he's he's probably like the only one. Chris Carson is pretty consistent, but like, you know, wh- what's going on? Why is it why are you like this sometimes? Why are you like this? <laughs> just why are you why like are you this? like this? Just stop. The whole NFC West is yeah. just like that. Well, every, in fact, the Cardinals have, literally too. every team in that division. Yeah. The 49ers are no better. Like, yeah. The 49ers are, that was actually, um, they're my, my uh, wish list is for a break. <laughs> for for, your for people to stop getting injured. <laughs> it's been a rough year for injuries. Moster got a- hurt again. It's like the fourth time this year he's been injured. Kittle... Kittle got an injury that like most doctors like weren't even sure what it was because like it's so rare. He got a cuboid fracture. He didn't even actually like break anything. His ligament tore. Or I think it's like a like I think it's a ligament. It tore and just pulled a piece of his bone off. That was the break. Yeah, it's not like, good. Like, like that doesn't even happen. Like they said, that's like such a rare injury. It's like you see it in car accidents because <laughs> of like all the force that a car accident generates. But it's like impossible to replicate. And somehow this man did it by just landing. Yeah. Like just Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured, mm-hmm. comes back, gets injured again. Like Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, wrong Bosa. It's Nick Bosa in San Nick Fran, Bosa. right? Nick Bosa out for the whole year. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Give him a break. Well, along that vein, I would like to I would like to give Christian McCaffrey some better luck because this man has just had every single injury you can have. Like it's such for someone who doesn't get injured. For someone who supposedly doesn't get injured, he he, he got all the injuries out of his system in one year. Apparently, he, he better got a whole not career's get, worth of injury in one he year. He better not get injured. And that's the thing too is like he all of his injuries were not that serious, but like as soon as he got healthy from one, he got another. Like yeah. it was it was a completely if like if you're Christian McCaffrey, you have to be frustrated because it was of a course it's a wasted, wasted season. season. It's a, it's a wasted, wasted season. season. And as a like if you're a Panthers fan, I mean, you would have to be. Frustrated too, because who knows where you'd be? The Panthers lost a lot of close games this year. Yeah, and they lost a lot. Who and, knows if he's the difference maker? Right, because you, you look at Mike Davis, and yeah, he does. He's been all right, very serviceable, in. very he's, serviceable. He's been all right filling in, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. No one is. There's only one of those guys. Like he, when he's in the game, he is your offense. Like he, he's a huge difference maker. So who's to say that they wouldn't be in the hunt for a yeah, wild card? Two spot? or three more wins. They, yeah, they lost two. They lost a bunch of games. We watched them. Where they had a chance to tie it or take the lead late, missed field goals mm-hmm. and bad fourth down calls where you are for some reason are obsessed giving the ball to your fullback instead of the best player on your team. Yeah, it's, like it's weird, man. So uh, I think it's just 
I would give Christian McCaffrey some better luck next year because he he's he's too good to be sitting there hurt for the entire season. That's on his wish list. Next on my wish list is for the 76ers, or actually, I shouldn't just narrow it down to the 76ers. Any team that has aspirations of making it deep in the playoffs, a nice shot of James Harden. That'd be a nice Christmas present to find under your tree, right? I, I think so. James Harden's one of the best pure shooters in the league. Like, uh, it, it comes down to, though, how's chemistry going to be with James Harden on a team? Now, you can say a lot of that was chalked up to like Westbrook and stuff. And like apparently, that. James, from what from what people say in the league, you know, obviously, I'm not I'm not an NBA insider. I have no pool with the NBA. But apparently, as far as superstars go, James Harden is one of the more laid back and easy to get along. That's why his outbursts at practice recently are so out of character that people are worried that he he's just literally really just wants out of Houston. He's forcing he himself just off really the team. Wants out of Houston, which I mean, he might. You get tired of losing. You get tired of mediocrity, like yeah. becoming, you know, they're, they're a laughing stock. They're, they're like, I liken them to like trying to think like the Colts before they won a championship, like a great regular season team that, yeah. that sweeps through the regular season. They're dynamic. And, loses in the and then they just fall yeah. apart in the playoffs. Like you, you can only take that for so long. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely understand his frustrations wanting to get off the team. So it would be a great addition. He's got a, a list, I think, about five or six teams. He said he'd be willing Sixers to go to. Sixers are on that Sixers list. Are one of them. Problem is, then it always becomes the second part of a trade is, what do you got to give up to get him? And, I mean, you'd have to at least figure – I mean, you'd have to figure that the Sixers would have to give up at least Ben Simmons. Have to. Like, who else I, I don't, I don't think I don't think there's any scenario where the Sixers ever give up Joel Embiid. They can't. They can't. But I think if you're doing a straight-up trade like Simmons for Harden – I don't think the Rockets would do that. Uh, I don't think they would either. I mean, we'd have to probably throw some uh, draft picks. Draft in. picks. Or uh, young young players. Yeah. But I don't even know who the Sixers really have in the pipeline that that they would want to that degree. Right. It'd probably just be Simmons and some and like four picks or pick swaps or yeah. things like that. So, I mean, lines. I think it's, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see Harden, especially with the way that the Sixers have rebuilt this year, to see how Harden would be with, and being everybody else like Seth Curry on that team, get like, rid of butt cheeks Al Horford. He's gone. Thank like, God. Yeah. The, the usually like I'm pretty I'm pretty open about free agent signings. Mm-hmm. Like somebody gets signed, I'm like, you know what? Eh, I kind of see what they're doing. Let's give them a shot. You don't sign someone just because they can stop your. Guy. <laughs> that's the <laughs> worst reasoning reason. ever. Like that's that's terrible. That's yeah. just not. It doesn't work. And I, I think the team right now looks a lot better than it did last year. They're faster. All, but once again, it comes down to whether Simmons and Embiid can play together. And Simmons needs to shoot the fucking ball. You got to shoot the ball. Even if you're not good at it, you got to do it. You got to at least Because you got to make people it. respect it. That's the thing. That's the only... I feel like... I don't know if that's what he... If he doesn't understand that or he's just so unwilling to do it. It's like you don't have to be like a sharpshooter. You don't have to all of a sudden overnight turn into J.J. Redick. Like... Go out there and make like shoot twenty five percent, but just show people that you can make them if right. you're just standing it, there. It makes them commit to having to defend and you, then you of just can use you're that pass the ball raw athletic ability to just drive by people. Yeah. Like if you're if you're playing the four as a point forward, and you get like somebody like Al Horford, for example, out on the three point line to guard you as Ben Simmons, and he has to guard you close enough to respect a jump shot. How in the world can a man that size stay in front of you? No, he yeah. can't. He can't. He's gonna, you're going to go right around him. Mm-hmm. Then you're either going to kick it out for a three point shot, or you're going to get a foul at the rim, or you're just going to get an easy bucket. Like 
it's it's not that complicated. It's really it's very simple basketball. But the way the team was built last year, they didn't have enough shooting and they had too much too many big guys. Like mm-hmm. this is in the fucking seventies. You can't get away with having three dominant big men. It just doesn't work anymore. You need to have shooting. Yeah. I but agree. I absolutely agree. James Harden would help that a lot. He would. He would. I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't help Simmons because he wouldn't be here. He anymore. wouldn't be there. Probably. We'd have to assume more than likely. There's no scenario where I Simmons doesn't it. get moved in that. In he that can't. Deal. There, there's nothing they could unless they gave up their next like twelve first round picks. Right. But I think that's a little, little yeah, out a little, of the little, uh, little, little extreme. Little extreme. You have anybody else you'd like to add to your wish list, sir? Any any other gifts you'd like to see under a team's tree or a person's tree? Well, I think. I'm not going to go with one that I'd like to see. I'm going with one that I do see. Do see. I do see this. Trevor Lawrence has had to have been a very good boy because he has gotten so many gifts. He gets one of the easiest, in my opinion, pass to a finals, college football final, where he has to just beat Ohio State to get there. I'm not going to lie. I think Alabama versus Notre Dame is easier. but And Vegas would tend to agree with me. And also... He gets to avoid going to the absolute dumpster fire that is the New York Jets. <laughs> My man said a prayer. To go to the Jags, who have a very decent young team with a lot of talent on it. Yeah. They got some they got some stuff there. And he's I already got a big following in the ACC being a Clemson guy. Florida's down south. He could actually put people in the seats back in Jacksonville. I would I, I, so, would, I would go see him. Not that any I would have a problem seeing him because there's like three thousand people that go to Jaguars exactly. games when they're when they're not COVID restricted. Yeah. So I think that Trevor Lawrence is probably having the nicest Christmas this year because he, he's been given all sorts of gifts. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've seen a terrible stat. You'll enjoy this one, though. Okay. In their last three games, one team is 1-2 and two with 54 points scored. The other team is 0-3 oh with 49 points scored. Name those two teams. What, what, what are you talking about? College or? NFL. NFL. Uh, I don't know who the one and two team with fifty four points is the New York Football Jets. The zero and three team with forty nine points is your Pittsburgh Steelers. My Pittsburgh Steelers. Oof, they're not my Steelers. I was so happy to see them lose. It feels bad. It must feel bad if you're a Steelers fan. I'm sorry if you're a Steelers <laughs> fan to finally wake up and realize your team might be a fraud. Your team might not be that good. They might not be that good. It's fine though. Is it though? It's probably not fine. But. What is this beer fine, Scott? I like it. Okay. Tell me why. Tell me more. I think I've already gone over most of it. Like, it's just very, whatever spices they use in it. It's very, like, here's the thing. It doesn't overwhelm. Natural flavor. For me, at least, it's not overwhelming. It's kind of a subtle back end flavor for me. Like, it's not like a, a punch you in the mouth as soon as you drink it. Another sip for posterity. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe it's the Santa suit. I'm not sure. You're overheating from the Santa I suit. I could be. I'm I have some sort of delirium from having a fever right now from being too hot. I'm not sure. But I really enjoy this actually. I really do. So, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It's just giving me like I said, it's giving me throwback vibes to the pine cone beer. But Maybe. it's like it's like a like a Christmas pine cone beer. Yeah. It's look. It's festive. It's it's for it should fill your heart with joy. That's what this time of year is all about. I don't know. This does not. This beer does not give me joy. But it doesn't give me indigestion. Bad vibes. Yeah, it doesn't give. <laughs> like it doesn't it. give me bad vibes. It's just a. It's just a. It's an ale. It's a Christmas ale. That's kind of just. It's just a thing. It's just there. It's just a thing. 
It's like split right down the middle for me. It's fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. But I probably wouldn't drink it again. But if it was given to me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just like pour it down the drain. Gotcha. So you would. You would have a couple of sips. Remember why you didn't like yeah. it, and then pour it. Down <laughs> and then the pour drain. it down the drain. Yeah. I would at least give, at least give it the decency to give it a proper burial. Okay. Maybe I'd like take it outside, put it in the grass or something. Gotcha. Let it, it feed sense. the. Let it feed the let earth. It, yes. Let it. Let it nourish Mother Nature. Yes. So I'm gonna give it a two and I'm gonna give it a two and a quarter, just a touch below, like straight down the middle average. Uh, for me, a rating for this one is really hard. Uh, I think this is one of those beers where you have to be in a certain mindset for it. I don't think it'll be for everybody, but I think if you're looking for something that's got like the flavors of winter and will just put you in a general like Christmassy winter kind of vibe, I don't think you can go wrong. There are better seasonal winter ales than this, but for what it is, it's not bad. If I had to put a number on it, I think I'm going to go with a 3.5. 3.5. Respectable enough. I forgot to do it before, but tonight is the inaugural tip-off of the NBA season. It's actually precisely right now, 7 o'clock oh, on no. the dot. So oh, we got to go. We got to go. But before we go, Scott, who is your 2021 slash... No, 2021, because I don't think it's going to go all the way to 2020. No. The NBA Finals will be decided yes, before. Yes, it'll be in Who is your 2021 NBA champion? And if you're feeling if you're feeling frisky, you can give me your matchup even. Uh, well, I think out of the West, just because they re-signed Anthony Davis and like, I think the Lakers is still the favorites in the West. Okay. They were, it was a That's very fair. dominant run to the finals last year. And then in the finals, they, they kind of blew away the heat. Like the East is a lot closer. It always is. It's hard to tell who's going to come out of the East. Uh, I think, Depending on if James Harden gets moved, it may be that's the a deserve- huge. That's a huge it, tipping point. It is. I think if the Sixers can end up with Harden, they make it to the finals. If not, if Harden for some reason stays on the Rockets, I can see the Heat being back there with another year of them being closer as a team because they played the most complete team basketball. Yeah. Last year in the bubble, so I think with most like all the major pieces still there in Miami. I think that they could definitely make a run at it again. I think that's fair. So you think who do you think is going to win the, the Lakers. championship? Lakers. Lakers. I think Lakers. Lakers. Are, so Lakers uh, are too good. So just a rematch of last year's I think finals. It, I think with it the may. Same. It's probably going to be a. Uh, if, like I said, as long as James Harden does not go to a big contender, I think as long as James Harden does not go to a big contender in the East, it will be the Heat again. And I do think the Lakers will repeat because the Lakers are really good. They are really good, but they're not going to make the finals this year. They're going to get taken out by the team they should have got taken out this year, or last year, in the Clippers. Clippers will figure out a way to not be buns in the playoffs. But they still have Paul George. It's fine. They'll <laughs> be it though? They'll be fine. So, my playoff matchup, my finals matchup, is the Clippers in the West against the Brooklyn Nets in the East. You got Durant. Durant and Kyrie Heck, Irving, man. And Kyrie Irving. Oh, look, Kyrie Irving is one of those players that I can't put a finger on because, yeah, he's really good, but he's not a good teammate. No, he's a terrible – I feel like he's a terrible terrible person, too. He just seems like he is. (coughs) So I don't know how that's going to mesh. I mean, obviously, Durant is used to playing with big personalities. And he seems like so, like, non Right, he doesn't care. Like, he he played – you can't play with, like, Russell Westbrook. And Draymond Green. Yeah, and, like, he has experience dealing with that kind of stuff. So I we'll see if it works. 
It's, it's going to be interesting now that he's healthy. He's going to be playing this year. Uh, it will be nice to watch. But I think if, I don't know, we got to see if they can put it all together. I'm just relying on the fact that KD, when healthy, is just a fucking killer. No, he's, he's, he's just an animal. A, he's just an ice-cold killer, yeah. man. He's He is, in my opinion, the greatest scorer, just pure scorer of all time. Just from somebody who can do it all. Like, he's so big, he can get a shot from anywhere. He yeah. can shoot the long range. He can go down low. He can rebound. Like, he does everything. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, he's the greatest pure scorer of all time with nothing else considered. Right. Um, and I think that, I think they'll, I have a feeling they'll add, I don't know if they'll add Harden, because I don't know if they have enough for Harden, but I think that he has, they have an interesting team where, in the East is so wide open, like, who if on paper who's the best team? It's the Bucks. Like they're so flawed, oh, the Bucks especially in the playoffs. Flawed. And they just gave Giannis a max contract. They're, like, they're a great regular season team that like they just they just don't let Giannis go dunk every play in the playoffs, and they let all right let the other guys beat us, and they haven't yet. So I don't know, it's tough. But I think the Clippers still. I think the Clippers win the NBA. I think the, I think no matter what, the NBA champion is coming out of the West this year. The West is just so good. West is always good. That's West the is always West is always good. So that's our show, I think. Unless you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think I think we touched upon everything. The only thing I would like to add is, uh, hope everybody has a happy and safe Christmas, absolutely, or whatever holiday you're celebrating this yeah, season. We don't care. We don't care. We don't judge. We don't just have a good time. Have a good time. We're all about having a good time. Absolutely. Have I'm- a good time. Be with the people you love and care about, and uh, yeah, keep doing what y'all are doing. Yeah, keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. Shout out to all the. The nurses and the frontline workers out there that are powering us through this miserable pandemic and, you know, people that are going to miss Christmas. By the way, what the fuck is, why is the NFL playing on Christmas? I don't know. I have they, no they idea. Have, they've never played on Christmas intentionally before, have they? I don't think so. It's just been, if it was on Sunday they played, yeah. but like, they it's Friday. The they want to compete with the NBA, that's why. Why? I have no Let idea. the NBA have Christmas, bro. Yeah. The, NBA, the NFL wants everything and it pisses me off. But anyway. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next. We'll talk about that next week. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. As always, we're back for another week. Maybe we'll make it two in a row. Maybe we won't. You'll just have to find. You're gonna have to just wait and see. You're gonna just have to wait and see when we post it. But anyway, guys, thanks again. We love you all. Have a like Scott said, a happy and safe holiday season, and we'll see you guys on the next Brewed Up and Spit Out podcast. Take care, guys.